Shall we discuss whether or not we're going to do another James Patterson? Patterson. Patterson. there is that Christmas one. Is it out already? This year, while we're enjoying the warmth of Christmas, the Women's Murder Club will be out in the cold chasing killers. About a women's crime club. The Women's Murder Club is back. Read 19th Christmas. Should we actually read it? Well, I've come up with an ingenious idea that I'm going to call James Patterson Bingo. Merry 19th Christmas, ladies. I'm pretty sure I came up with that idea. Well... Here we are, in much-changed circumstances. Every time, I think I said this last time as well, every time we talk, the world has changed anew. Yeah, yeah. My world has transformed, as you can see. This, uh, not to reveal too much about Ash's living conditions previously. (laughs) Well, uh, the reason I moved addresses is because we've revealed too much about where I used to live. Ash lived in a sort of three-room setup, with one of those rooms (laughs) being a kitchen, one of those rooms being a bathroom, of which they were roughly the same size, Hmm. And a, a bedroom slash study slash library. Everything else. All in one. And Ash now lives in a, a palatial country <laughs> estate, as far <laughs> as I can tell. Yes, in uh, Kent. This is, this is, without exaggeration, the largest living room I have ever been in. Really? Of people that I actually know. Of people that, whose houses you weren't robbing. Yeah. <laughs> we are in what is quite a nice drawing room in the new town. That's very nice of you to call it a drawing room. Yes, yeah, so I've just moved flat, which might be why this episode sounds a bit different from our other ones. Yeah, This a- is actually the first episode that we've recorded face-to-face in four months? Since March. It was in the little... Well, we were recording downstairs in a pub for a while. I think, I think that's we- the last one we did. A little earlier, we were talking about a particular time in a in a cafe. I think it was around that same time, yeah. which would have been early March, which makes it, what, five months? Yeah, because I think we were talking about this this uh, corona thing that may or may not kick off and, Here and we what are five we should months do. Later. Here we are five months later. Jesus, wow. Well, what better way to celebrate us making it through that horrible time than... Um, Recording another reading some job James on Patterson. James Patterson. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, a uh, quick plug. I have to say, it, it feels less of a hit job that when we did his film review things last time. I, I did, <laughs> this is purely for Patreon listeners. We did a quick thing on his... Uh, f- James uh, Patterson's film, his, his two-sentence film, film criticism, which was a, kind of a revelation, to be honest. And I, he, he had a much wider taste than I would have expected from him. Yeah, I hate to say it, but it did endear me to, to him a little. Um, it, well, I actually felt like that was the first thing of his we'd ever read that he'd actually written. True, yeah. He, it was really authentic <laughs> <laughs> in its complete banality and um, and kind of sweetness, I suppose. It was charming that a man who is, no matter how much shit we pile on top of him, still one of the best-selling authors of the last couple of decades, mm. can still sit down and write quite cheesy two-sentence film reviews. About Twilight. Yes, he had a lot of thoughts about Twilight, was my takeaway. Yeah. Well, we've well, been it, nice it, 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 enough it to be it now. A, and, but it wouldn't be a, a discussion about James Patterson if we didn't talk about his um, esteemed neighbour. Of course, yeah. Quick update on the Epstein thing, because that really <laughs> did dominate. I, we, we don't have that much to, to say, no, except, well, as you mentioned... Ghislaine Maxwell is still alive. She's still alive. Well, I keep thinking, why have we not seen a mugshot yet? 
we, we have. There's been a mugshot. Has there? There's been a mugshot. Yeah, she's been. I'm fully, sorry, I've been moving flat. I've just, I've she's been fully arrested, and she is in jail. Has but, there been a mugshot? I'm pretty sure there's been a mugshot. I haven't seen one. Well, she's been charged, definitely. The Americans didn't send me one. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the, la- the last I heard, she tried. She tried to delay some documents from coming out. Yeah, and those documents were largely concerning Prince Andrew. I think. Mm. So she tried to stifle buy herself those. a little more time. Mm. I think. So, so yeah, I suppose not not as much to update you on as it felt like last time. But no, we had, we we had a lot more to say about about yeah. Epstein. There's, there's been yeah, the the pandemic has sort of slowed slowed that process slightly. I was also a lot more on it. I I I was off. I was like hot off well, editing it i realized oh god a i got that guy's name wrong i said i called him brett weinstein which is someone else yeah, you mean was, harvey weinstein no no i meant eric weinstein there's another Weinstein. Uh, eric yeah. weinstein yeah and i said brett all the way through but I, I was a bit hot off like a series of i wouldn't say conspiracy theory videos but videos uh speculating on do you want to hear the things. latest i so i just googled galaine maxwell hmm. do you want to hear the daily mail and the sun's headlines on her from four and nine hours ago respectively oh absolutely the daily mail says galaine maxwell constantly watched by prison psychiatrists doing secret evaluations lawyers claim okay that was the daily mail uh the sun says galaine maxwell and jeffrey epstein had secret dinner in 2016 despite her claiming not to have seen him since mm-hmm. since 2008 2008 yeah i heard that that's what she claimed I thought that was already uh, like dead in the water though, because I thought there was a picture of well, them the from sun, about 2013 with Harvey Weinstein. Jeffrey Epstein's jet revealed to be full of even more creepy details. <laughs> Ghislaine Maxwell complains about lack of email and desk. <laughs> Filmmaker spotted Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell dining together in 2016. Are you entitled to email and desk? I mean, Here, desk, I can sort of understand a bit more. There's a Article referencing John Major. Really? John Major might be tied up in all of this. Well, how does he enter the picture? Uh, let's find out. Ghislaine Maxwell's father, Robert, fooled even John Major with dangerous charm. Even John Major. He, he's not Danger Mouse. Like, we, we weren't... <laughs> John, I, I wouldn't have pegged John Major as a shrewd judge of character. Exactly, yeah, I know. It, it's funny how... I know it's sort of fun to um, I don't know, look at pictures of people like... Trump and Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein. But if you meet someone once at a party, you're not obliged to know by smell that he's you a pedophile. Be, you shouldn't have to share a headline with them 20 yeah. years down the road. Like Steven Pinker. Am mm. I getting that name wrong as well? Mm. No, I'm not. The author. Yeah, he's getting his name dragged through the mud because he um, had dinners with Jeffrey Epstein at, through funding, I think. Okay. But like... Being at the same dinner party he doesn't does have not... Pedophile spidey sense, you know. So basically, this he is didn't all go Steve, to the this, island. This he, is all Stephen Pinker's fault for not spotting it soon. I will not have this podcast drag Stephen Pinker's name oh, through the mud. Anymore. I'm going to feed them a tip about Will Self. <sighs> no. <laughs> okay, shall we stop? Shall we stop talking about Epstein and actually do what the, the people are listening for? Yeah. I, well, I think perhaps they are listening for the Epstein updates. Are we getting a different crowd these days? This small UK-based. Um, literature podcast is the place to go it's the hottest place for <laughs> epstein maxwell news exactly yeah no let's get to the dirty business of actually reading this uh, james patterson novel if you are just tuning in because you're insane to oh, part, part 12 part 11 part 11 don't get ahead of yourself um what we are doing is we are reading a james patterson book in a randomized order my colleague 
Adam will generate a random number. I will read that chapter out. It's one to a hundred. We've and done. We're going, we're going to try and get every plot detail by the end of this. Yeah. And see what 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 was our what was our abstract on this? What was the initial thesis? Um. What on the plot? On doing this in the first place. I don't. I can't. What remember. was our What was our idea? Our idea Why was to create a, a kind idea? of interesting sound poem out of our summaries of each chapter. That has sort of gone off the rails, but it's still it's still quite funny to do. It's going to be something. At the it's end. going to be something. It's going yeah. to be art, whatever it is. It's you know, it's a bit like when I I don't know you you commit to something that isn't that's a bit shameful, and you just have to see it through. Um, well, that's that's that that's not that's not what it's like. That's what it is. That is exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've done thirty-one chapters. Uh, I have the list of the ones we've done in front of me. If, we'll do that thing where I generate three in a row that we've already done. If you can generate some from your huge machine. Uh, I've pulled the lever. It's a sort of Rube Goldberg situation going on here. Lots of marbles Rube and Rube Goldberg, handles. I think, if we're obeying the canon, is the submerged midget you have inside <laughs> the machine who's going to spit out a bingo ball once you tumble dry him. Number 27. Number 27. Oh, no. And we've got 28. Has somebody wiped themselves to death again? <laughs> no, for once, no. Sorry, I don't have my glasses on, so I have to keep moving forwards. 28 is long hair, jeans, and string bracelets. That is our summary of chapter 28. That, I know exactly who that is. That's Zach yeah. Watts' name, the lawyer. For some reason, I, I forgot all of them last time, and that one is absolutely crystal clear. That is Zach Jordan, the lawyer, coming down off the mountains in a sort of hippie, cool He was days. driving Yuki to the prison. That's what he was doing. Yeah, yeah. But wh- where did coming down from the mountains come? Because I'm sure that was not us making it up. I think she made comments about his appearance. Yeah, and I think that we were so enamoured with the way that she was describing him as if he was some sort of perfect, ruggish rogue. Yeah, that we thought that she might as well have been describing some sort of cult leader or messiah. Okay, are you ready? No. I feel a bit rusty. I, I don't, I, I'm not really. I've kind of forgotten how we do this. <laughs> I don't think I can be funny anymore, Ash. I, think, I don't think the world's a funny place anymore. Well, we were never funny. <laughs> <laughs> we were just strained. Um, okay, chapter 27. Cindy sat across from Yuki, her arms folded on the desk, looking at her friend with her trademark intensity. Trademark? We've heard no trademarks of Cindy whatsoever. <laughs> She's got no character. No personality. Absolutely. I am, I am waiting for this chapter's throwaway character with two names to be introduced. Yeah. I mean, have we heard of both these names? Let's, we've definitely heard of Yuki. Cindy is the journalist? Is Cindy the one who was really interested in Mexican Christmas tradition? I think so, yeah. Okay. Um, Yuki said, You sure I can't get you some coffee? Only if you want to see me levitate, Cindy said. Oh, because she'd be so caffeinated, she'd be... You know levitating. what caffeine does, don't you? Le- gets, yeah, levitation. Sends you up the wall. Gets you levitating. Uh, Yuki said, okay then, Cindy, here are the basics. If you're an undocumented immigrant, oh, she's obsessed, <laughs> that is, living here without citizenship, green card or visa. That is the definition of a, an undocumented immigrant. <laughs> an immigrant without documents. <laughs> and you commit a crime of any kind, ICE can detain you. Cindy nodded. She knew. Yuki went on Once you're in custody ICE decides whether or not to initiate removal proceedings If you're charged with a felony ICE can deport you or local 
or federal law enforcement can process you through the system. Has James Patterson just copy-pasted the federal guidelines for immigrants Feels into his a bit book? like that, doesn't it? Yeah. You know the drill. Arraignment, then a bond, if you can get one, or else you stay in jail pending trial. Cindy said, Eduardo has been charged with murder and has been detained pending trial for two years. I hate to hear that, Yuki said. That really stinks. That stinks. There's, there's, <laughs> there is nothing like an innocent man being held for two years. Oh, that that's a real... That stinks. What a, a stinker. Real kerfuffle, that. Oh, what a bugger. What a bugger. Two years. Really feels like she's twisting the knife, doesn't it? James Patterson writes from his sprawling mansion. <laughs> oh, oh, what a shame. <laughs> doesn't it, though, Cindy said, clearly in full crusade mode. No, that doesn't sound like full crusade mode. Yeah, doesn't it, though? Screamed the crusaders. <laughs> <laughs> there'd, be, there'd be a lot more decapitations. Yeah. And deus vaulting if there was crusaders around. That really rather stinks. That's a st- that was what they said when they invaded Jerusalem for the sixth time. Yeah. This place stinker. stinks. <laughs> and worse, according to his wife, the case against Eduardo is entirely based on false statements. He was framed. As you know, that's why there are criminal defence attorneys. Cindy said, Apparently, Eduardo had a lawyer at one point, but not anymore. What happened? The Varellas don't know. They can't reach the guy. He doesn't return their calls. Maybe you could think, I wouldn't spend two years in jail calling somebody who wasn't returning my calls. I might think about getting another lawyer get a at some lawyer. point. Yeah, you can get you can get hunky Zach Jordan with his bracelets. Well, I think that's who they're trying to contact, but they don't know he's up a mountain, levitating. because well, I think without coffee, without coffee, that's the power. Just with yoga. Because I think the next chapter then was the Zach Jordan chapter, the chapter after this. Correct. I think what's happened is that because he has no lawyer. Yuki gets in touch with Zach Jordan, mm. who then steps in to be a lawyer. Okay. I thought. It I think was, that's the order of events. I thought this chapter was looking like it was going to be a puff piece. It's going to be a puff piece. This yeah. is going to be about what immigrants have to go through at the hands of ICE, put through the Patterson White filter. Mm. Of, here comes fucking Zach Jordan. <laughs> here comes Zach Jordan to save the day. Sexy denims. Sexy, sexy, sexy white lawyer Zach Jordan comes in to save poor immigrants. <laughs> Bad to the bone. Zach Jordan proceeds to get lost in a prison for the next three years. Singing his song. Okay, what happened? The Verlas don't know. They can't reach the guy. He doesn't return their calls. They think they just. They think he just took their money and ran. Yuki's side. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Jesus. She's a hotshot lawyer. I thought she was a police officer. No, Yuki, wasn't Yuki the one who ran very slowly to the... I thought she was going there to be like a police witness. Ah, uh, maybe. For I some think... reason, I thought she was the, like a... Didn't she Was she have... a prosecutor, maybe? Yeah, I thought so. Okay. One of them is. One, one of the... One of the faceless, uh, emotionless, completely characterless. characterless women who are the who, title who, characters who of the series. Who populate the women's murder club. The women's murder club. Amongst these cool... Zap Brannigan-like men. Written, written by famous man, yeah. James Patterson. <laughs> Famously a man. Um, agreed, said Cindy. I don't get the feeling that this has ever, never happened before. I'm sure this isn't the first time an immigrant has paid a lawyer and then been blown off. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, know you could pay lawyers for that. We both did the same eyebrow at the same time. 
can you give me an idea how many undocumented immigrants are overcharged or poorly defended? All of them, I'm assuming, is the next line. No, oh. of course not. She doesn't actually have the answers. <laughs> doesn't actually have a fucking clue. Yuki said, hey, do I look like your research assistant? What? Sometimes this, this book feels like, uh, like the room. That's, that's high praise. No, it's not. Well, no, because I think the room, the room is famously bad. Mm. This is averagely bad. But those, those like amateur, amateur dramatics lines. They are written, I think. I think maybe every two or three episodes, I rattle off this tired old line. Mm. But James Patterson doesn't know how to tell, not show. Yeah. No, wait, he doesn't know how to... James Patterson tells, he mm. doesn't show. So I think that's his way of saying this character has a personality is by having them crack out one of these zingers. And I think for people who don't read into character, they just wait for character dog whistles to turn up. Mm. Where if, so- if somebody has a sassy comeback, they're sassy. Even if there's nothing about their character to say they're sassy, because they say sassy things, that informs their whole character. <laughs> and all they say is, open brackets, sassy comeback, close brackets. Yes. Yeah. We know nothing about Yuki, mm. but she's just said, I'm not your research assistant, which immediately makes the brain go, bad Hollywood action movie. Yeah. You know, say it in English, Poindexter, <laughs> the general says yeah. to the scientist explaining a wormhole. Yeah. You know, you don't, these characters aren't characters. Mm. They are paper dolls who play a role. And Yuki's role is to be an audience stand-in and to absorb information and project zero character whatsoever. Very much a James Patterson woman. Very much James Patterson's writing style. Mm. I don't know if I've ever been this mean about James Patterson, but I'd say he doesn't even have a style. Everyone has a style. I'd, I think I could do it a double-blind test on James Patterson and just some author. Mm. Maybe someone without a book deal or someone who's published books like James Patterson, whoever. Yeah. I don't think I could pick James Patterson out from the crowd. I know what you mean. It is so much a house style. Mm. Um, But yeah, it is bland beyond beyond belief. Um, Okay. Cindy laughed. Sorry, I'm on a tight deadline. Yuki said, if this helps, you're onto something. Even US citizens get improperly detained, and some are intimidated into waiving their rights or confessing when not guilty. Even US citizens? Even US citizens. The best people in the universe. The people that nothing bad should ever happen to. <laughs> Who gives a fuck if it happens to an immigrant? Yeah. Immigrants with no criminal record have been bussed over the border. Bust spelt with one S. That's not correct. Uh, yeah. Bused over Bused the border. Bused over the border. <laughs> Gary Busey'd over the border. Yeah. <laughs> and abandoned in wide open spaces with no papers, no money. Wide open spaces, specifically. Yeah. Like Texas. <laughs> Cindy That's n- one for all the American <laughs> listeners out there. <laughs> Cindy nodded. I read that last year, 80 people who were detained in California died of injuries or untreated illnesses. This is, this is James Patterson going on Wikipedia and copy-pasting a statistic. Yep. I read that last year, 80 people who were detained in California died of injuries or untreated illnesses. Great, thanks. What does that add to the story? 
Yeah, nothing really. And in the US, 400,000 people pass through detention every year. Oh, why is it so boring? See, you don't even need a research assistant, Yuki said. Oh. But your primary interest right now is Eduardo Varela. In case we'd forgotten, which we had. We knew that. It was only a paragraph ago. Do you think James Patterson wrote this for people who are reading it out of order and months apart? Oh my God, he's on to us. <laughs> We've been played. <laughs> We've been totally played. <laughs> See, uh, yeah, you don't even... True. And why are you so convinced he's innocent? Yuki asked her friend. Yeah, he's a bloody immigrant, for God's sake. I know. All the signs are there. (laughs) I believe his wife. There's that and my solid gold award-winning gut instinct. Please tell me that's not written down in this book. My solid gold award-winning gut instinct. Three hyphens in that. What did we... Sorry, there's that dash and my solid hyphen gold award hyphen winning gut instinct. Did we not have a bit about James Patterson being sponsored by Big Hyphen? Well, I think, yeah, that's what you, I think you said that last time and he clearly is. Yuki laughed. Don't go public with your gut instinct. Oh, that is brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. There's that dash and my solid hyphen gold award hyphen winning gut instinct. I did wonder why didn't he hyphenate gut instinct? Does he hyphenate it in the next sentence? He doesn't in the first and he does in the second. <laughs> That's some great quality control you've got going on there, James. <laughs> Yuki laughed. Don't go public with your gut instinct opinion until Zach and I meet him, okay? Not all undocumented immigrants who are arrested are innocent. Well, thank you, James, for thank making you. sure that nobody who reads this book could be offended. Mm. because God forbid somebody reads this book who hates immigrants <laughs> and can't go two sentences without being reminded that they well, might have committed a crime. Well, hang on a minute. I know, but Eduardo only has a traffic violation and a fake ID on his record. He's not a criminal. Did you hear me say I was going to help? Yes, Yuki, you are the best of the best. Cindy got up, hugged her friend and said, I wish I could go with you. There was a knock on the door frame. What? <laughs> Someone knocked specifically on the door frame. Specifically on the door frame. Um, and they looked over to see a tall man standing there. A tall man? A tall man. Is that, is that hyphenated? No, it's not. Yuki said, Zach, <gasps> come in and meet Cindy. Cindy, Zach Jordan Zach. of the Defence League. The Defence League? <laughs> Defence League. He's a levitating superhero down from the mountains, part of the Defence League. (laughs) From time to time, Zack's been known to save the day. Fuck off, it says that. It says that. Great, Cindy said. Nice to meet you, Zack. I think today is a day worth saving. It's almost Christmas after all. Does Does it say that as well? It does. That is, without a doubt, and we're back. The worst chapter so far. <laughs> right. Well, I thought that chapter ended three times before mm. it actually ended. All it needed at the end, actually, was new paragraph. Let's go home. They all chorused. It could have been, it could have ended with, Zach Jordan, come on in. Or it could have ended with, He's been known to save the day, yeah. or it could have ended with, it's almost Christmas after all. <laughs> yeah. I have a feeling James had so many good ideas that he just couldn't, he couldn't possibly cut any of them. He put them all in, yeah. I have no idea how to sum that up because that was so bland. Well, let's continue our 
um, occasionally successful mission to try and one use word. a one-word chapter summary at least once an episode. Door frame. Door f- is two. Can you sum this chapter up in one word? So what what stood out about it? Defense uh, league. Defense league. Okay, let's not do this one. The t- um, no, no, no. Defense league won't stand out because it might come up as well. So two of the faceless female characters said faceless things to each other. And then Quarter the cool man entered. And Wikipedia articles at each other. Yeah. And then suddenly the man who's going to save the day arrived. Yeah. Immigration statistics. Immigration statistics yeah. pretty much sums this chapter up. Not obviously one word, but we'll come back to that. Okay. Have we had number 100? Oh, well, depends what we're calling 100 because we have... Have we done the the weird preface thing that we've counted as number 100? No, we've done 98, 99. Is this, an, is, is this, a, is this finally going to be the note from the author? <laughs> There's a whole section called front matter in the contents. So we've done, let's see, there's an author's note. Is this the author's note? I mean, I kind of want to do that because it's just one page. Can we see what really interesting words James has to say about, was it the 19th book in this series? The 19th one. Yeah, let's do that. Let's do that. Okay, 100. I'm going to just say it's the author's author's note. note. Um, there may be some stuff at the end that we wanted to do, and I have a feeling that we came up with a good system, and I've totally forgotten it. It'll, so It'll come back. The bad news is this may now be 102 or something like that, okay. um, chapters to do. Okay, author's note. This is a nice quick one. Part of the joy of writing a long-running series is the opportunity to watch the characters develop <laughs> lives of their own. Off, James. <laughs> Fuck off. Oh, God, that's a good joke. That's the best joke he's told so far. That's that's that that that's a genuine laugh. I Technically, think. he's opening with a great joke. Character development. The, no, no, the characters develop lives of their own, almost like really boring lives. They're doing it without his help. They they, they speak to him. They're just naturally interesting. I I I did an event recently with an author who shall remain nameless, and a question that was asked to him was, "Does does the author does the character speak to you?" Does he tell you what's going to happen? And the author goes, oh, yes, he does. Oh, God, fuck off. He speaks to me. I mean, I, I don't even know what's going to happen. I I learn the story at the same time as he does. I just sit there like a dumb little vessel typing away. And the word of God speaks through me. As the, Yeah, the character that I created out of nothing natters on in my ear. Because I am so full of imagination and genius. Yeah. That the character I've created is so powerful and so strong that... I can just close my eyes and he will narrate me a whole story. I went to the magic place where stories come from and I let the story pass through me. Like writing is like not a case hard of work. food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Like a dodgy takeaway. All right. Just like all of us, the Women's Murder Club and those they care about have a present and a past. That is correct, James. All living beings exist in the present and have existed in the past. I just assumed he meant they have a present because it's Christmas. In 18th abduction... Oh, shit, there was a... Yeah, the 18th abduction. 18 abductions. Yeah. That's a lot of abductions. Every time we mention another James Patterson novel, I think we should have gone with that one. (laughs) Anyone apart from the one specifically about Christmas. Yeah, I know. Um, Didn't you mention one about, like, savage animal attacks last time or something like that? 16th. 16th morning. No, it was called something like... 
um, zoo animals. Well, James or... Madison had a spin-off series about rabid animals, didn't he? About mm. like an aggressive tiger or something. Yeah, we definitely should have done that. Um, in 18th Abduction, the first scenes and the very last scenes take place in the present day. But oh, the main story James. takes place five years earlier. James, I don't care, James. Before Julie Molinari was who? born. Now, who the fuck is Julie Molinari? Is Julie one of the Women's Murder Club? No, I don't think so. Who is Julie Molinari? Is there a Julie in the mix? She's, she's not the co-author, is she? No, <laughs> no, that's Maxine something or other. Who the hell is Julie Molinari? We referenced this timeline shortly before... This timeline, as in the sequence of events that happened in this series you've written, James. He's written timeline as two different words. He just has no idea when to hyphenate. When has to, he hyphenated when timeline? Some, no, it's, just, it's two this, different words. This timeline. Timeline can just be one word. Um, we referenced this timeline shortly after the prologue, which is for some reason capitalised. Prologue. <laughs> but probably didn't make it clear enough. Oh, wow, a bit of self-criticism. Wow, James, very self-aware of you. We heard from some readers asking after Julie. Thank you for caring about this character so very deeply. Read on for more about Julie and all your other favourites. These are the same people who are asking James Patterson about the ball method, aren't they? Well, at least that was like a kind of folk thing. When you say folk thing, you mean something he picked up at a business seminar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but But like people who will buy into James Patterson. I'm not saying this is every person who reads James Patterson. I don't have anything against people who just want a cheap thrill or whatever. But there will definitely be a proportion of James Patterson readers who read him because he's a rich, successful man. And they'll read him in the same way they read people like Warren Buffett. Yes. You know, because it's like, I will emulate a billionaire. Yes, and, and I will follow... I, I will soon also be a billionaire. Exactly, yeah. So I will emulate their how their mind works. I'm, this is a real... This is a bit of a window. That's it, by the way. Um, that, this is a bit of a window into how James thinks about his writing. Yeah, it really is. Because I would not have pegged him to write that. I would have thought he couldn't give less of a fuck. Unless, of course, Maxine has written this. Or... Quite possibly. He's writing it while in the back of his head he's going, I couldn't give less of a fuck. Yeah, I just don't know what would have... Was there enough of an outcry about what happened to Julie Molinari? I think there was potentially such a massive plot hole in his last book mm. that it couldn't not be addressed in this one. Perhaps, perhaps. Like even people who are reading James Patterson books as a way to kill time or whatever, it is so noticeable mm. that whatever happened with this character has to be addressed or it would in some way cheapen James Patterson's reputation as an author. Yeah. I really hope the 20th one starts with an author's note going, lots of readers wrote in asking why I deliberately called two people who work together Willie and Dick. <laughs> and why there was a character called Dr. Gadgets. Yeah. But anyway, that's that. Um, well, um, nice to hear a word from the man himself. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I believe he could actually have written that bit. I suspect it was Maxine. You think she wrote that as Pietro. well? Pietro, yeah. Um, okay, so sh should we call this apology? Should we call this Julie Molinari? Um, Who the fuck is Julie Molinari? Can we call this something... Oh, bear in mind, this is 100. This is going to be our grand finale in our sound poem. What? With a question mark at the end. <laughs> what? 
Or maybe just apologies in all capitals. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry, ellipses. I think just sorry, actually, <laughs> because it, it works on two levels. It's him apologising, and it will be us apologising yes. when we read this crap out. <laughs> all right, give us another one. I'm glad uh, that was short. Number 60. 60. 6-0. Adam, you're three for three today. Three for three on ones we haven't done. Yeah, last that time... Never happens. Last time we uh, stumbled over that. Okay, last one of the uh, the episode. Let's make it a good one, James. Yeah, are you on side? You're going to write something for us, James. You're going to retroactively dance, make this a monkey, good one. Dance. You should have thought about someone trying to make a podcast out of this. We need to end on a high. At just before six on Christmas Eve, William Lomachenko strolled through the international terminal at San Francisco International Airport. Is he on his way to Switzerland to enjoy his house full of art? Well, oh, sorry, I should have said, what are we close to? Okay, chapter 58, which is the closest one before, is all caps, the worst chapter yet. And then the one closest, the other side. That means nothing. uh, Means nothing, yeah. Uh, The one closest on the other side is 61, TIA and Grandma Boxing Ruin Christmas. (laughs) That's a long time ago. That felt like one of the that's, first. That's one of the earlier episodes. Yeah. So that's so. This is the last bit of the Christmas Eve section. I'm assuming. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Which means um, that, that doesn't really tell us anything, does it? Because no. William Lomachenko wasn't in the Boxing Day bit, was no, he? No, that was that was um, what's her name and her family boxer Lindsay. Lindsay. Yeah. That was Lindsay and her family. Mm. With we was 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 it a dog or a child? Oh, isn't her daughter called Julie? Is she? Uh, maybe not. Maybe not. <laughs> I thought I was onto something there. No, but actually, why why would why she would have, she have a, why would she have a different not, Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. William Lomachenko strolled through the international terminal at San Francisco International Airport. Thanks for getting the word international in there twice, James. He wore a loud Christmas sweater. I hope that means it was one that was singing. It's one of those ones that has a speaker <laughs> built in. Yeah. <laughs> Red and green with a big Christmas tree on the chest. Jeans and running shoes. And he I'm had a glad I know what he's wearing. Thank you, James. Yep. And he had a carry-on bag with a strap slung over his shoulder. Tell me about the corridor he's walking down. <laughs> I think we're going to get there, you know. <laughs> Loman was bareheaded, which felt odd to him. What? He'd worn a cap almost constantly since he'd started to lose his hair around age 25. That's a rough deal. Yeah, which is how all supervillains start, of course. Like Lex Luthor? Yeah. They lose their hair, they lose their mind. They lose their mind. <laughs> like many bald men, he sported a full beard and moustache. What? Like, is that fair to say? I've heard that when you really start to lose your hair, if you have facial hair, it accentuates your hair loss. I don't think bald men automatically because start to grow bald. a beard. Yeah, I've heard of a few people who said, when I lost my hair, I grew my beard out. And they've joked about sort of swapping sides, but I I can imagine just walking down the street, I see a lot of bald men that have no facial hair at all. Well, I think we've all, you know what James Patterson looks like. I don't think James Patterson can grow facial hair. That's true. He would look odd. He would look very odd. I can't grow facial hair. So if I was bald, I'd be screwed. I think I am. I am in the. I am in the process of losing my hair, and I think I'm. I may end up growing a beard. So James Patterson may have. You can grow quite hair. a mighty beard. It comes on quite quick. I had yeah. quite the lockdown beard. Did you? Did you not see it? Well, I saw it on Zoom, but I've seen it in in, in, in real in, life. In and the thought, hair. Well, my first thought was like, that's going to brush against the mic. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, it was, it, was, it was impressive. Thank you very much. Intimidating, I would say. An aggressive beard. Yeah. 
Uh, like many bald men, he sported a full beard and moustache. There were cameras throughout the terminal, and Loman was counting on that. There you go. There's your corridor description. There you go. He glanced the one. He glanced at the one inside the entrance as he gazed up at the elongated skylights. Yep, here we go. He is describing the corridor <laughs> with structures hanging from the ceiling. Then moved on. That's one of his vaguest descriptions yet. Yeah, we didn't even get to know what color the carpet was. He glanced at one inside the entrance as as he gazed up at the elongated. So he's gazing two cam- ways like a chameleon. So he's gazing at a camera while he's looking up at some spotlights. No, no, he's glancing at a camera as he gazes up at the elongated sky. He's glancing and gazing. Yeah, That's he's greedy. glancing and gazing. That's very greedy. Um, with structures hanging from the ceiling. Structures. That is a perfect James Patterson description. Structures. Yeah. Does he mean like sort of Christmassy decorations? Stuff came from the thing. Stuff came from the thing <laughs> while he gazed at it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then moved on. There was another art installation near the Virgin Atlantic check-in counter. Oh, that's a nice little paycheck from Virgin Cha-ching. Atlantic there, James. A very grounded sculpture called Stacking Stones. Um, is this some sort of attack on modern art? I think possibly. I think he holds that kind of thing as pretentious. I'm assuming James doesn't appreciate art that isn't a, a marble bass relief or something. Yeah, I think he would. No, I think he would prefer unstacked stones because it's just less complicated to describe. <laughs> there were stones on the floor. St- there was shit on the floor. Just stuff, stuff on the thing. The cameras would show that the man in the garish Christmas sweater took a deep breath of ionized air and continued his self guided tour. Ionized air? Mm. What's that? What does that mean, actually? Is that like recycled air? Like it's coming through a... Yeah. I'm assuming he's not got like a tank with him. Just takes a big old hit of nitrous. Big hit of ionized big air. Big hit good of shit. laughing gas. Then he gets really Christmassy. <laughs> um, and continued his self-guided tour. That's or pointless, isn't it? Or just proceeding your way through a... He continued. He just can... You know what, James? That's almost an interesting writing trick. Yeah, if you'd made any reference to what he was up to, it was only interesting because it's so it's so pointless that it makes you his think there must be something tour. to it. So he's just walking about. He's in an airport. He's not. So the only way that would make sense is if he was in a museum or something, right? Or if it was made clear that what I think James is trying to convey is that he's doing this to give himself some sort of alibi. Mm. So he's going to take like a pointless walk around the airport and not actually go anywhere. Really standing out. Yes. Yeah. If that had been made in any way clear, then I think the phrase, a self-guided tour, like he's just walking himself around, could be interesting. Mm. But you've not built up the groundwork to make that make any sense. No. He moved at an unhurried pace, checking out exits, escalators, bathrooms, rental car booths, the left luggage section, appearing to be just another trawler, killing time. Who goes... Yeah, I'm, I'm onto it, but also... That's almost more suspicious. When you're in an airport, you're on your way somewhere. You don't hang out. You don't ha- nobody hangs out in an airport. No. Eventually, he headed toward the shops, most of them with their other... I say that, there are some people when you walk through an airport where you think, like, you yeah. live here. Yeah, what the You fuck look are you too doing? comfy. You're just milling around. Yeah. I'm always very stressed in an airport because I hate flying. Yeah. Yeah, you should... You kind of should be stressed in an airport, even if you don't hate flying. It's kind of a stressful thing to yeah. do. The only time I've ever seen anyone excited to be in an airport is when someone's about to get an amazing bargain on like an enormous carton of cigarettes. Yeah. Or you're just pissed. Yeah. 
But there are people that look way too happy to be there. Like that's the purpose Some of their trip. Some people love an airport, I think. Yeah. Maybe Lohman does. Maybe 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 this is maybe this has no bearing on anything. He's just having a day out of the airport. Eventually he headed toward the shops, most of them with their lights on to capture desperate last minute shoppers. Christmas music still pouring from the open doors, tinsel and glass ornaments arranged invitingly around merchandise in the plate glass windows. <sighs> You th- it sounds like James Patterson enjoys shit corporate Christmas decorations. Yeah, I can't tell though. If he, is he trying to make this sound crap? Is he trying to make this sound like a nightmare or yeah. if he's trying to make this sound nice? Because there's really it, no To me, it's a nightmare spending Christmas Eve in an airport. Yeah, absolutely. And list the idea of whichever poor bastard is working in this airport shop listening to Christmas music. All day. All repeated. day. On Christmas Eve yeah. in an airport. Yeah. There's also an added irony of, as you're walking around the airport, what are you going to see? A lot of WH Smiths, if you're, it's a UK thing, a lot of bookstalls anyway. Who's going to be on the bookstalls? Fucking James Patterson, the ultimate airport novelist. The, the ultimate last minute, I need a book to read on the plane, bye. Exactly, yeah. So he is, this is his culture. These are his people. Maybe he does enjoy this because this is where he knows he gets his sales. Yeah. I'd love it if he walked past a load of James Patterson books right now. That would, that would redeem this chapter. Willie Lomachenko picks up a copy of a James Patterson. Christmas. But of course, he'd already read it. It came out yesterday. It was the bestseller. Everyone had read it. Yeah. Loman checked the time and pulled what appeared to be a boarding pass from the side pouch of his bag. So who are we supposed to be watching him? Are we supposed to be the security... Ca- are we supposed to be watching a right, perfect let's, fake? Let's do that thing again where we're imagining this is James Patterson desperate to be a screenwriter. Mm. You would film this scene from the perspective of security cameras. Correct. I think that's what's going on. Yeah. But it's confusing because we're kind of following him as a novel would. We're following him as a novel would, but... You know, we've heard that he's checking out escalators and toilets and stuff. Yeah. You would do this by having a supercut of shots of him going to all of these places, just seemingly wandering about. Security guys eating a donut and there's five screens in front of him. and Which would tell you everything you need to know about why he's doing this. Yeah. Because the atmosphere, you, what you know about this character already and what the atmosphere is trying to convey is that this is a a manipulator and a mastermind yeah. he wouldn't just walk around an airport in a stupid jumper for no reason <laughs> but because it's being written in a book he's having to spell it out yeah or he thinks he has to spell it out because he has absolutely no respect for his readers none at all uh Lerman checked the time and pulled what appeared to be a boarding pass from the side pouch of his bag he peered at it then looked up at the arrival departure board as if double checking the time and the gate number he still had some time Loman scooped out the row of retail stores. The bookstore. Oh, oh is it going to happen? The souvenir shop, damn. The candy store, the art gallery, the high-priced toiletries boutique. The art gallery. The art gallery. Is there for an art gallery in an airport? I've never seen anyone selling art in an airport. Hello, welcome to... <laughs> welcome to the Leeds art gallery. Bradford Art Gallery. <laughs> welcome to Terminal 5 yeah. Art Gallery. Do you have a ticket? Would you like to take this statue with you on the plane? <laughs> Please have a glass of champagne. The auction will be starting soon. <laughs> we have an opening tonight. We've got a few hockneys that are duty-free. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Art gallery. The high-priced toiletries boutique and 
Tech for you. Tech for you. Have a wild guess at how that's spelled. I think you'll get it right. T E K. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Tech for yeah. letter number four. Yep. Letter U. Correct. And electric. Uh, sorry, an electronic gadgets wonderland. No fucking way. Tech for you sells electronics, James. That's. Mad. I know. Uh, as if that's not the name of the art gallery. <laughs> that was the one. Tech for you was narrow and deep and lined. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Get a bit sexual. I like that. <laughs> Tech for you was narrow and deep and lined with shrink wrapped camera, phone, and computer accessories. <laughs> Thanks, James. That is in, that is that is definitely what an electronic shop. It's getting sells. a bit breathless over them. The blonde, tattooed young woman behind the counter was bored enough to listen as he told her about his nephews and asked her advice on what to get them. He's making himself memorable to anyone who comes around and asks about mm. this boring man in a shit jumper. Together, they picked out some device chargers and games and Loman waited as the girl gift-wrapped them. She seemed to enjoy... Tech make- shops do gift-wrapping? <laughs> Like computer exchange. A gift, yeah, go on to Carphone Warehouse and they yeah. gift wrap your phone charger. Do you like this <laughs> phone charger gift wrapped? <laughs> this... We've got some lovely Hockney print wrapping <laughs> from next door. This is... I think this is just further evidence that James has not been in a shop. No, he he's describing a world he doesn't understand. That's why it's full of so much romance. And he's describing a world that he's only strange. seen in the movies he reviews. Yeah, but he's, he's, he's maybe like his driver has driven him past a computer exchange and he's seen someone, you know, licking someone else's earlobe hole or, you know, he's got a whiff of BO and just been sort of carried on flights of fancy. I think it's just because all of the shops that James would go into would offer gift wrapping. So he just assumes that tech for you would also offer gift wrapping. (laughs) Tissue paper. For some second-hand Nintendo DS. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Blah, 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 blah. She seemed to enjoy making the square corners, tucking them in, taping them down. Will there be anything else? Nope. I'm good, said Loman. He paid for the gifts in cash, thanked the girl, and headed to the men's room. (laughs) Inside a stall, Loman opened his overnight bag and removed a pair of grey slacks, a plain navy blue cotton pullover, a black ball cap, and a pair of glasses with red frames. So so now he's becoming his alter ego, which sounds an awful lot like what James Patterson wears. (laughs) He, he, he emerged as James Patterson, the famous author. He stripped off the fake facial hair, changed his clothes. Oh, Wait, what? It was fake facial hair. I remember there was fake facial hair in a previous chapter. Yeah. He was dropped off at an airport wearing fake facial hair. Correct, yeah. Was that not the point where there was um, cruisers? Yeah, cruisers uh, and flashes. Cruisers Didn't and also he give his kids a load of techie gifts? Potentially. With Dr. Gadgets. Dr. Gadgets. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, a second-hand Android charger. Although I thought that was a drone, wasn't it? Wasn't it? It was definitely a drone. Yeah. Uh, So so he stripped off the fake facial hair, changed his clothes, packed up the ones he'd worn to the airport, and slipped the small gifts inside the bag. Then he left the men's room and exited the terminal, going through the revolving doors and out the passenger drop-off lanes. 
A Salvation Army Santa was right outside on the sidewalk, <clears throat> ringing his bell. Little paycheck from the Salvation Army there, James. <laughs> He's just soaking them up, this chapter. Loman took his wallet out of his bag, peeled off a single, and dropped it into the kettle. What? What do you... What a bizarre order of words. Yeah, so Salvation Army Santa was raising money with a kettle. Single? Do you call it a single? Do you call it one dollar a single? Have a single. No. No. That's like a shot, isn't it? You know, a single. No, it has to be a single something. But, you know, like someone said, do you want a whiskey? Yeah, I'll have a single. You don't say... Yes. Have you got any change? I've got... I'll give you a single. a single. No. No. Okay, drops it into the kettle. Santa thanked him, and Loman touched the brim of his cap, then crossed the road to the median strip. A seven-year-old grey Prius pulled up, and Loman got into the passenger seat. Here we fucking go. Here we go. Everything okay, Willie? Russell asked. Fuck, it's Willie and Dick again, isn't it? Perfect. I've got it all in here, Loman said, tapping the side of his head. I think Santa is going to be very good to us. In fact... I know he will. He really, really, really wants to be a second-rate Hollywood screenwriter. He does. Um, well, I'm glad we ended on that one. That was that was the weirdest. Um, yeah, they are definitely not improving. No, they're not getting better, are they? Airport Santa, um, facial hair. Tech for you is, tech is, for is you. narrow and deep. I think the narrow and deep tech for you, yeah. I also like the idea of a duty-free Hockney. Should we put duty free Hockney? Duty free Hockney. Okay, duty free Hockney. Yeah, we'll probably actually. Can we have? Can we have a narrow and deep duty free Hockney? Yeah. Well, since we did the the one word, we've done that one time, word. Can we have a yeah, long one. We have a long. I one. want. I want narrow and deep duty free Hockney. You've got it. Okay. Well, we're back. Whether you know for for good or for ill, we're still doing this. The familiar feeling now that we've finished it of this whole project being a better idea in theory. Than in practice, um, but yeah, we did it. But you know, at we've least crossed off another thing. No one can ever say we're quitters. Exactly, we're not quitters. So we don't really know when we'll do another one of these because it's going to be a busy time over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but I think it'll probably be sooner than the last one. I'm sure you're all trembling with anticipation. The 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 calling for part twelve is going to um, destroy our Instagram. I think. Anyway, um, thank you for listening. We'll be back with something bookish next time that's not just crap. And see you next time. See you next time.